0: Hello there! This is Paul Mackey with One Idgit's Thoughts on the Dog Days of Advent, and here we are. It is Christmas Eve. It's not strictly required for me to declare, but the sleigh bells sound effect I was using was recorded for freesound.org by a user called Soundstack. He has provided it under a Creative Commons CC0 public domain, but I felt like crediting him anyway. I made initial consideration of 12 loose ideas for fragments to feature here. Some were just listed as an—insert character name here—story, and not surprisingly, those were among the fragments I never quite got to. Assuming that I have successfully written, recorded, and published what I'm writing right now, I wound up with six fragments. But I can console myself that there are five fragments of real core story, as I've always intended. Five, you say, but isn't this six? Well, in the grand tradition of Christmas specials, this is not really a part of the core story Let's be honest, on television with great frequency, you'll get a genre series that will churn up new perils week after week, often with a recurring antagonist. Then once a year, at mid-season in the States or frequently between series across the pond, things turn festive and that episode that comes out is brighter, somewhat less perilous, and often has no bearing on the overall story, generally speaking. So, in that tradition, in a fragment that may never be a permanent part of the story, I bring you Ivo Clause. Other Things A Fragment by Paul Mackey Ivo Clause. The table was arrayed with neatly ordered rows of packages in orderly lines for Ivo to make an exact inventory. He'd been working at the project for months, crafting everything he could with his own hands. He'd started out with this strange whim of an idea and then it took months to get to today. After making his count a second time, he carefully loaded the lot of it into a large sack on a small hand cart and pulled on a large red coat with matching hat. He paused, thinking what Eric or Jack or even Suzette would say. Insanity. Pointless, at the very least a bad idea. And he'd never expect them to tag along on such an endeavor. Of course, he supposed it would be of higher risk for some of them. But then, a somewhat uncharacteristically goofy grin spread across his features, and he called up the door he needed to conduct the mission. For just a moment, when the door tuned into the destination and the grim twilight filled the portal, Ivo was reminded of the potential dangers he could face, but he pushed it to the back of his mind, steeled himself, and allowed the grin to return, only slightly dimmed by regarding this world once more. He grabbed hold of the handle and tugged the handcart out onto the barren ground. Off to the north, he could see flickering purple light, though not its nexus. Ivo had deliberately chosen a cluster of dwellings over the horizon from that tower. With any luck, its denizen would have his mind on other things tonight, and his harpy would be at his side in the night. Perhaps one day something could be done. Ivo also disregarded this train of thought, and he proceeded to the first door. After trying the handle and finding it unsurprisingly braced from within, he laid out some of his bounty against it. Practical clothing in somewhat bright colors. Nice enough to bring the recipient a degree of pleasure, but not so garish as to draw undue attention. He moved from one dwelling to the next. He'd planned this out months ago, and could only hope the residents were the same families he'd scouted out. Sturdy work gloves. Colored balls and blocks. Each house got a unique set of items and a sack of foodstuffs that were identical. Simple dolls and toys. Durable kitchen implements and hats Ivo had learned to crochet in order to produce. Only a few houses left. Ivo worked quickly and quietly to accomplish his deliveries. They could not know, in this world, that he'd labored half a year and chosen December 24th on his home calendar to enact this mission. He was especially proud of his foodstuffs. It was where he was able to be the most subversive, as the evidence would be destroyed in its consumption. He'd learned to make cheese— Not so difficult when the area just outside his pocket universe was the Wisconsin countryside. He'd learned to temper chocolate, and perfected mold-making, all in between running four-dimensional models of the door anomalies in his world. He was getting so close on that front as well. But it was good, meanwhile, to work with his hands. The sausages in the packages were plain, and he'd purchased those. But the rest he'd made. He had imagined the next morning, while he proceeded toward the last house in his planned circuit, the delight of the children, the appreciation of the parents, and then, on opening foods, the wonder. The wonder, and sadly probably a bit of fear. That was unavoidable. What man and woman in this world wouldn't experience a little bit of fear opening a package here and gazing upon an array of cheeses and chocolates all molded with an image of their rightful exiled sovereign? They couldn't. Possibly know where he'd gone off to, or what life he'd taken up there, but the rightful ruler's image was there in molded candies and cheese. Of course, that day they would eat all that delicious, subversive food and save aside the plain preserved meat to use over time. Ivo tried the last door, which gave in and opened to his surprise. He gathered the last packages from his cart and crept inside. As luck would have it, there were two rooms in the back of the dwelling. Nobody was asleep in the main space, and Ivo was able to move close to the last glowing embers of the night's fire and lay out the last gifts. Then there was a gasp, a very small gasp, but as Ivo turned, a small child stood and stared. This was it, the Cindy Lou Who moment a make-or-break moment that could determine whether he wrapped up the night with delight or with a shrieking child and being pummeled repeatedly about the head. He'd planned for this, but who could say if he planned well enough? He smiled broadly and brought out two brightly colored candy canes. He immediately put one in his mouth and handed Miss Cindy Lou one as well, making yummy noises the whole time. In the modern world, he knew this might never have happened, but the tyke put the candy in her mouth and her eyes lit up. Still smiling, Ivo put a finger to his lips, receiving a knowing nod in return, and he quickly turned and departed. Back home, in his study, Ivo shucked off the coat and hat and poured himself a root beer. He sat by the fire and grinned to himself at a job well done. You've been listening to Other Things, a fragment by Paul Mackey. Music is Chronodermis by Nanochrist, and is used by permission. So, Ivo started out as an archetype, a trope, the old man in a hut, at the side of the road with wisdom to impart to a hero. And he grew to mean quite a bit more by the time I included him in really big things. He'd been shown to employ deception, and use people in pretty heartless ways over the course of that story. He's got his own goals, and he's not above bending or breaking ethics in order to achieve them but he's also got the good of the world and or multiverse in mind, so while often inscrutable, he has a heart of gold in there somewhere. I'll have to find a way to show that. If I should get this thing together into some sort of cohesive whole, I'm not sure if going down to Whoville like a reverse Grinch will be that way. I suppose we'll have to see. So, I hope the festive season finds you well in your own way when you hear this. I hope to resume regular content once the holidays are past. Admittedly, this project took some time and energy away from those efforts, but I imagine soon I will be back underway with Gravity Falls, The Rockford Files, and Muppets Mayhem in the near future. Until then, I'll just say, Happy Holidays! You've been listening to the One Idgit's Thoughts On podcast, produced by Paul Mackey in association with Nimlas Studios. Any short clips of audio from shows is included under fair use for commentary purposes, and copyright for that content remains with its original copyright holders. The theme song is Too Good by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. One Thoughts is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives 4.0 international license. You can find more episodes of this podcast and many other fine podcasts at nimlas.org. You can contact me by emailing idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com or commenting on episodes at nimlas.org.